Hey there, it's Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, host of the Pat Miller Show. This show is for small business owners so they can make their business dreams come true. Our slogan is Don't Grow It Alone. And what you're going to hear is a broadcast of our show that's carried in 25 cities around the country. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Hope you love it. All right, let's go. Oh, we've got a show for you this week, boys and girls. Hi. Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. Thank you so much for your support of the Pat Miller Show. I've been getting a lot of feedback on the first few episodes of the new format, and I appreciate you taking the time to share your thoughts. Because I got to tell you, when you're doing a podcast in your basement in PJ pants, because let's be real, it can get kind of lonely because you're like, is anyone hearing this? And I'm going to build a way where we can get you included on a newsletter or an email list or a secret friend pen pal campaign or something. So if you love PMS, that's what I'm calling it, Pat Miller Show. If you love PMS, I'm going to give you a way to basically raise your hand so I know that you're there and we can start maybe free swag or whatever. But we're working on that right now. So for now, thank you for hitting subscribe and for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. On today's episode, Brent Helfwassen, Milwaukee small business coach, is my co-creator. And you're going to hear some pretty interesting stuff. Our first caller is calling in from Israel. Hello. Yes, Israel. And Bev is a delightful person who needs some help with her Facebook Lives. She's doing Facebook Lives and feels kind of lonely. Feels like she's just talking into the void. Brent and I talk with her about how she can drive engagement with that program. Then the second caller is Shannon Bowes. And Shannon is doing some ministry work. So even though we're talking about God stuff, we're really talking about the operations and business of how to do God stuff. So I encourage you to listen to that part of the episode because it's a story of overwhelm and how things can get heavy no matter what business or cause you're trying to fulfill. So we got a lot to do. Let's get to it. You ready? Okay, here we go. Time to kick off episode three. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you. One, two, three. Here we go. Broadcasting from the small business capital of America, this is WIIFM Milwaukee. An idea coach station. You're on the small business journey, and sometimes you need a dose of creativity and a helping hand. And that's why we're here. Welcome to the Pat Miller Show, where we build big ideas live without a net so you can turn your small business dreams into reality. You share what you're building, and we'll rally to help make it bigger, better, faster, more. And it's not just what will be. We also want to hear your wins, so we're all reminded that small business success is here for every single entrepreneur that gets clear, works hard, and doesn't quit. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. If you want to be a part of the show, it's real easy to do so. Sign up for your time to come on the air. Hit up patmillershow.com. Standing by is Brent Helfwassen, Milwaukee's small business coach. He's my co-creator. We'll say hello to him in just one minute. But first, I got to tell you, when it comes to small business, Simon Sinek was wrong. Whoa, wait a minute. Hold on. I think I hear the small business police. Oh, my God. The thought leader helicopter is over my house. 
Do you remember that episode of Saturday Night Live when someone said they didn't like Beyonce and everyone got mad? Like, how could you say you don't like Beyonce? I think as a thought leader or as whatever you want to call yourself, if you say that Simon Sinek was wrong, people will have the same reaction. <gasps> what? Simon Sinek was wrong? I think Simon Sinek was wrong if you apply one of his messages to small business. Now, before we get started, let's start here. Simon Sinek, genius, right? And many of his books are super applicable to small business. But there's one book that I don't believe is applicable to small business. He wrote a book called Infinite Game. It's a great read. And one of my resolutions this year is to read more. And I've been reading like a crazy person. An Infinite Game is a beautiful book that talks about how corporations can look at their operations, not day by day, month by month, quarter by quarter, and their stock price, but look at how you can operate your company in an ongoing fashion as though there is no time horizon. How would you run your company if you just continually try to improve and serve your audience and not try and make the quarterly results? You wouldn't lay people off when times are bad, and you wouldn't stop investing in research and development. Really great thoughts for corporations. But when it comes to small business, it's wrong. Small business is not an infinite game, especially when you're a solopreneur. Small business has a shot clock. Your business is going to end. You know why? Because you're going to end. I'm going to end. There is a finish line with our small business. So what does that mean? That means we got to get after it. And that means we have to have some pretty clear goals. I am 47, going to be 48. Let's say I want to work till I'm 60. <laughs> right. But let's say I just want to work till I'm 60. That means there's a big old clock like you'd see in an NBA arena set at 12 years and counting down. I got that long to make a difference and serve as many people as I can and to put enough acorns in the bank account for my family and kids. And then the buzzer goes off and it's over. And that's if everything goes well. A satellite could fall out of the sky and smoosh me in 25 minutes. I may go bankrupt because an idea that I come up with is stupid and I don't have a bunch of corporate bankers or shareholders that will keep on giving me money. Something that I'm doing might break or you all of a sudden might think, Pat Miller's an idiot. I don't know. It's all possible. I'm doing my own thing. So I'm exaggerating a little bit when I say Simon was wrong. He wasn't wrong. The book is beautiful, and it applies if you're Apple or Microsoft. But when you do your thing, when you go back to work next, I want you to envision that shot clock running backwards. How long is your clock? When do you want to be done working? And what does success look like? And when you know I've got 12 years left, and you think about how many acorns will I need for our family to be successful, to leave a legacy for my kids, to set us all up in sickness and in health? That's when things get real. 
And if you just run your life thinking, you know, I'm doing a small business and everything will be fine, it'll all work out. It doesn't work that way. Get clear on what success looks like and then get fanatical about getting after those goals. And if I can help you, if the Idea Collective community can help you, it's literally why we're here. Small businesses are run by people. People have needs, and we have to meet those needs. And that is what's going on. So let's get after it. And today, you might learn something, because we've got a killer co-host and two great callers standing by. So let's bring in our co-host. Howdy, Brent Halfwassen, Milwaukee small business coach. How are you today, pal? Hey, doing great, Pat. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm looking forward to the awesome people you're bringing on. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. If someone doesn't know what you do, tell us about how you're trying to make a difference. Absolutely. I appreciate that. I focus on the Milwaukee region because I believe that our area is spectacular and that if we can allow the people with creativity who can do amazing things to figure out how to build businesses that are going to be successful, thrive and grow, that it's going to be amazing. So I help folks who are struggling with finance and operations, figuring out they're working super hard, but don't have a lot of money to show for it, how to put those pieces together so that they make the money, they hit the results and they achieve the goals they want to. That's great. And I see that, but why Milwaukee? Why are you Milwaukee's small business coach? You know, uh, I moved here in 99 and uh, have loved it ever since. Uh, My wife and I helped start a church here. We moved into the neighborhoods here. And one of the things that I think makes an area so vibrant is when people choose to commit, choose to stay focused and choose to get engaged. And I think one of the challenges is that sometimes big city regions get, you know, kind of downplayed or badmouthed a little bit in in exchange for the suburbs or else. It's always elsewhere. There's always some other place. And so I just decided to double down on the place I live. If I want to walk to some place to get a coffee, to go to a restaurant, to enjoy a show, then I'm going to help the entrepreneurs start those spaces so I have the opportunity to walk to it. And I want others to enjoy that too. I love that. And I'm excited to have you on the show today. Are you ready to get going? You ready to put some work in? Let's hit it. All right, let's do it. Let's bring in our first caller today, Bev Ehrlich. Bev, it's great to see you. Thanks for calling in today. Everyone needs to know about you. So tell them who you are, what you do, where you are, and uh, (laughs) then we'll get to how we can help you today. Okay, thanks. So lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. So I live in Israel. You can probably hear that I have a South African accent, but I've been here many years. And Brent was um, speaking about helping his clients grow and thrive. And I firmly believe that we heal, grow and thrive within relationship. We're all wired for connection. So as a relationship coach, I support my clients in getting what they want. Sometimes it's not easy to ask exactly for what you want, how to give your partner what they need, and then how to cherish and enjoy the closeness that healthy getting and giving bring. I share insights on how our early childhood experiences impact our adult relationships. And basically through compassionate listening, because that's where the healing really comes, and gentle exploration of those shadows, which can often be very painful, I help integrate and heal in order to have a closeness that we so often are longing for in our relationships. And to kind of to move into full respect living, Um, with each other. So Brent, this isn't an ice cream stand. She's doing like super important work. So we got to be on point. Bev, uh, I'm excited that you're here. How can we help you today? What do you need? So I was advised that my superpower would be in doing lives, um, say on Facebook. I'm not very active on Facebook. 
but really what I'm selling is uh, myself partly and how I can serve people. It's not really a blog that I can write. And what I decided to do was instead of creating little Facebook lives where I just speak, I decided to invite and collaborate with people around the world where we'll speak for 10 minutes on a topic related to relationships. My question is that, so I do this. Every week I meet with different people and sometimes consistently I'll meet over a few weeks with the same person once a week and we'll talk about a topic that I will create. Um, my question is, am I just, it feels sometimes that I'm just throwing this into the wind, into a vacuum that, you know, I speak about in one-on-one -on -one relationships. When you want someone to hear and listen, you sometimes need to ask. You sometimes need to say to your partner, you know, I've got something I want to share with you. Tell me when is a good time for you to be able to hear and listen. But here on Facebook, I'm kind of talking to, who am I talking to? Who am I talking to? It's no, there's no focus. I'm not requesting anything. Does that make sense? This is a classic story. This is a classic story. If you create content at all, you've probably felt just like Bev does. I'm doing this, but it seems like nobody cares. In this call, we talk about how we can get people from watching your stuff to engaging with your stuff. So if you create content at all, take an extra special ear to this call because you might be able to find a way to get more engagement with the content that you're creating. So listen to what Bev is doing and then Brett and I jump in to help. It does. And I would say that, first of all, doing Facebook Lives must be your natural modality, right? People that like to write will write. People that like to do exactly. live events will do live events. If you found a comfort level being on camera, interviewing someone, and it happens to be broadcast on Facebook, keep going it. Because when you, when you find your natural modality, do it. There's nothing wrong with that. My question is, what does success look like? You're doing these live events with a partner. Say you and Brent are doing a Facebook Live. What's the outcome that you're looking for from doing a Facebook Live? So I would love people to say, oh, I'd like to explore with you. You touched a point that really speaks to me. Could we jump on a call and explore, you know, possibly working together? I don't join those dots for people because I know from myself, if I hear someone who's inspiring, I will reach out to them. I have no problem reaching out to to people that I want to have in my my circle. But that doesn't necessarily happen by itself, I see. Sure. That's not how everybody yeah. works. So, Brent, yeah. what do you think? These Facebook Lives are popular. A lot of coaches and consultants do them. What comes to mind? I, I, I think you do have to connect the dots. I think you're in the 1% that's willing to walk up and and uh, go talk to the speaker afterwards. I've been in a lot of forums and when you speak, there's you see a lot of people taking notes and enjoying it, some people listening, and then in the end, two people come up and you think that like 30 could have benefited. So don't underestimate the, and some may be intimidated like, wow, you know, Bev's running like Facebook Live and she's got these amazing people on it. Like I'm not, basically I'm not worthy to go up and reach out and ask her a question. If you invite that, then some may still not feel worthy, but others may feel like, okay, I've been invited now to approach what seems unapproachable. And that may seem strange, but any of us that like get in front of a camera or in front of the mic, all of a sudden they're like, oh, wow, you know, like you get celebrity tongue tied when you want to come up and ask them a question. So I would make those connections. And I would mm -hmm. also encourage you, I'm not sure if your format focuses on the solutions, but make sure to always talk about the, the, the core 
problem and challenge you want to solve every time you go on, because that will resonate. If I'm in a relationship and I'm having the problem that you are addressing, if you're helping to explain that, then each mm -hmm. time my ears are perking up and I'm saying, ooh, she's talking to me. She and her, she and her co-host are talking to me. Brent hits on a really good point. When you get on camera, there is a large segment of viewers or people that are on Facebook that will never go live on camera. So Brent's right. You're you're being put on stage and there is an, a natural wall that's put up between you and the folks that like your page, which is unfortunate because that's exactly what you don't want to have happen. But some people broadcast live and some people don't. One way it was explained to me is live events like that are an opportunity to nurture those that are interested in what you're doing. So you asked, who's watching this? It feels like it's just going out in the void. It probably feels that way, but the only people that see the fact that you're live are the people that have already begun the process of enjoying your content or engaging with your page or wherever you're broadcasting live. So these are people that have already clicked a button on something you've done before to say, I like what Bev has to say. And now you're broadcasting live to give them even more information. So you asked, mm -hmm. how do I get that conversation started? One thing, my background's in radio. So in radio, we're always looking for engagements. We're always trying to find ways to bring the audience closer. And something that comes to mind for me that might be helpful to you, might not fit, but might be helpful to you, is creating a theme. Say the month of July is all about closeness. Mm -hmm. So what you can do is say, I want to have a closeness collaboration in the month of July. And success for me is to have five one-on-one -on -one interviews with people this resonates with. So I'll put the link in the comments on this video. If this makes sense to you and you're willing to share with me about closeness, click the link so we can have a one-on-one. -on -one. Whatever the topic might be. But to Brent's point, if someone just sees someone talking on Facebook, they may want to reach out, but they don't know how or if you're gonna charge them or what the rules of engagement would be. So if you can just yes. start the conversation and continue to nurture them, then you might start getting people further down your connection funnel for whatever the next step might be. Does that make sense? Yeah, that, may, that, makes, very, that makes a lot of sense. What I'm noticing, which is really interesting, because I said I'm not big on Facebook other than to do these talks, that in the real world, people are stopping me and saying, People who know me, but they're not really in my circle, say, oh, you're doing a lot of talks on Facebook, right? You're doing some good work out there. Like, I'm not really, they never comment, you know, I would never know the that, repercussions. That means it's working. That means it's working. When that happens, uh, I had something similar when I first started doing more posts on LinkedIn. I was like, I'm, you know, you get a handful of reactions and a few comments, and you're like, is this working? And then all of a sudden, I was at a conference, and someone said, oh, you're that, Brent. And I was like, is that a good bread or a bad bread? Like, which bread should I be? Should I run? And they're like, oh, you you do all those posts and those interviews on phase on uh, link, LinkedIn. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know I was getting that traction. So that means it works. What you wow. have to do, you ask, should it, I tell people to DM me, make a comment, invite them to do a variety, but you know what the relationship path looks like to engage with you. And you need to invite them in the right place. A one-on-one -on -one may not be the safe thing to do after I just saw someone on, on Facebook Live, particularly... It's, this is an intimate, sensitive subject. Like, I'm struggling with my relationship. Let's go talk to the first stranger I saw on Facebook. Maybe that works. Maybe it doesn't. You know better. But provide the opportunities in. Maybe it's maybe it's subscribe. Maybe it's, hey, we're looking for next week's episode. We're going to be talking about X. If you'd be willing to share a short story or a challenge that we can help you overcome, now you get people engaging in ways 
that that are you're you're nurturing them down the path of like wow Bev's taking care of me. So consider some routes like that, but you have to figure out those paths to engagement to go from awareness, which is what you're getting on Facebook, to drive them down to say I'm willing to make the call, reach out, make the direct connection to say Bev, help me. I'm ready to work with my partner to make my relationship stronger. It was made clear to me, and I had never been this clear before. It was made clear to me that the purpose of nurturing is not to get the sale. It's just to get them to the next step. So if you know what the next step is, subscribe to your blog or your newsletter or have a one-on-one or whatever it is, that's the only thing you should talk about in your Facebook Lives is the next action step. Just continue to move them down the funnel to whatever you want that next step to be. It sounds incredible, and you partner with people all over the place, independent of the people that you have on your Facebook Live. I'm curious about who an ideal client might be. Who are you looking to work with and and who do you serve? So my ideal client is actually couples because I believe there's a lot of power in the presence of, so I like the couple to come in together. Um, I do do a lot of individual work. Sometimes couples can also go off into individual work as well as coming back into couple work. But it's usually, there's usually a pain Often I'm dealing with, in my my practice, grandiose women and kind of shut down men. If you have dialed into that, for whatever reason, that's tapping in, use that language. Mm-hmm. That language right there, either from the, the male side or the woman's side, it'll trigger, oh, that's me. That's why I need to listen. That's why I need to reach out. Don't be afraid. It makes you feel like, oh, I'm dialing down. There's a lot of people in the world probably who fit in that category, and you don't need all of them. You just need a good set. Mm-hmm. Dial right in on that because you've just told us what your superpower is. That's the sweet spot you serve. So that that's great, Brent. When you said don't be afraid, because I think there is that that fear of I don't use I don't really use my um, my email list. And you were saying, Pat, about people who unsubscribe because I, I don't want to be in your face, kind of thing. But I, I don't think I'm the kind of person that is in people's faces. But you know, there's so much out there that I have maybe a more gentle approach, which kind of doesn't serve me. Mindset alert, ding, 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 ding. Something I was taught was about not giving yourself to the people that want your help. And when you do that, it's a selfish act. Ding, 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 mindset alert. We got to correct this. So the feeling of, I don't want to be in people's faces. I want to turn that feeling just a little bit. If you're thinking, I don't want to be in people's faces, what you are also saying is, I have a gift I don't want to give people. Mm. I have help I can provide, but I won't do it. It's a completely opposite way of saying it. But the empowered way to say it is, I know the people on my list have raised their hand to learn how I can change their life. And I am afraid to do it. Don't be afraid to do it. Brent with his Milwaukee Small Businesses, you with relationship uh, coach uh, clients from all around the world, you are on the planet to make people's relationships better. And when you feel that, oh, I don't want to do too much, you're really saying, I don't want to help too many. So don't be afraid of that. Thank you. Thank you for saying that because I see that the clients who I do have, they become super fans. They're, you know, they're not just, I'm thinking of the English word. They don't just kind of hang out with me. I can see they're like worked up and, you know, there's tears, there's emotion in every session. Um, and I'm like shocked, you know, but you're right. To see that there are people, there are so many people who are longing for a deeper connection and and to help them find that because we so can rather than just break, break our relationships apart, which seems the easier route so often. It's important work. 
hopefully what we talked about is helpful today. We'll put links inside the show notes so people can find you. But I have never taken a call from Israel before. I'm excited. Bev Ehrlich, Relationship Coach, great to talk with you today. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Brent. Off to a great start, and we are not done yet. In fact, I needed to take a deep breath. And I need you to summon all of your patience and awareness. Because coming up, we've got a call with Shannon. Shannon is trying to build a ministry movement. Now, if you're someone that goes, la, 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 I don't want to hear about God, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about how do you administer the work for her mission. So think about how we might be able to help Shannon on her mission And you might learn something. You might have something to share as well. But we're going into it next with Shannon Bowes after this on The Pat Miller Show. Running a small business is lonely and hard. I mean, we know that, right? But did you know it doesn't have to be? Stop networking and start connecting with other entrepreneurs on the small business journey in the Idea Collective Small Business Incubator. In this exclusive worldwide community. We're sharing information, we're brainstorming together, and we're supporting each other through the highs and the lows of building your small business. Learn more about the group and get the feel of this show 24-7 in your small business. Visit ideacollectiveincubator.com. That's ideacollectiveincubator.com. Remember, it's your dream. Don't grow it alone. Welcome back to the Pat Miller Show, a show built just for you, the small business owner that's working hard to build your dream. Now, I want to be friends. Can we be friends? Will you be my friend? Right? I feel like it's third grade and I'm the new kid in school, which is what happened to me. We moved schools when I was in third grade and I'm scarred still. But let's go back to third grade. Will you be my friend? If you want to be a friend of the show, here's how you can do it. Okay? Rate and review us on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. And we got a bunch of people listening to the show. And I see you. You haven't rated and reviewed us yet. If we're going to be friends, I mean, come on, help me out. But that would really be great. But most of all, make sure you hit subscribe. So every week when we release an episode of The Pat Miller Show, you can get the latest uh, from our callers, our co-hosts, and we can continue to build your business together. Lastly, we'd love to have you on the show. We have some slots available. We're now planning about four weeks out, which is pretty cool. So if you want to come on and get some help for your small business, visit patmillershow.com, and we can collaborate just for you. All right, let's move on. Brent Helfwassen, Milwaukee small business coach, is standing by, and let's welcome in Shannon Bowes. Shannon! Great to see you today. Thanks for coming on. Let's tell everyone who you are, what you do, and then we'll get into how we can help you today. Awesome. Well, my name is Shannon Bowes, and I have a business called Breakthrough Business Advisors, which is business consulting um, that I've been doing for nearly 10 years now after being a personal banker, business banker, financial advisor, all that good stuff. And that business has gotten me to a point where I get to start my passion, which I know Pat, you love helping people with their passion. So my passion has always been acting, speaking, you know, that kind of stuff. And um, once I got saved, and by saved, I mean found Jesus, right? There was a turtle on a fence post story that I had heard. And it was amazing. It was life-changing. 
And since then I started wearing turtles, you know, turtle earrings, turtle necklace, turtle, you know, air freshener hanging from my car, pop sockets, you name it. And people would comment on my turtle. And I have started an evangelism ministry because of that. So I call it evangelizing with permission. I'm using turtles as a tool. And the problem is I had a, a huge contract for three years that was a six-figure income on top of my consulting. And that is what allowed me to get the website built, get all the, the videos started and, and start to launch this ministry. That business ended in October last year, but my passion is on fire to get this ministry out anyway. So what I did was I wrote down a little list for you. I'm trying to figure out what to delegate and I'm trying to be super diligent on where to spend my time and money doing this. And I wrote five words. I need focus because I'm all over the place. I need to figure out how to prioritize and order these things and have a balance yet in my life. And clarity was my fifth word. So those are my big five words that, you know, they're all kind of synonyms, but this is where Pat, you are amazing with your advice. So that's what I'm hoping for. So with the turtle on a fence post, where I'm at is I have a website that is 75% done. I have additional videos that need to be done. I have click funnels that need to be set up. I don't know how to do them. I've never done them before, but I know how important they are because I have a, you know, a, a grasp on what they look like. I need products. I had set up Amazon affiliate links for the shop turtle tools section. And because the website took 18 months to get done, that was all deleted and now I have to start over. So that means I have to replace all those things, but I'm also looking at like Alibaba or print on demand mm -hmm. to get some of the stuff done where I can get more income than the Amazon affiliate links. I did start booking speaking events from this already and they were paid speaking events, which has been awesome. So if I can figure out how to do more of that, that other passion where I was talking about voiceover acting, mm -hmm. I did do classes, I did get certified. And if I can get the voiceover acting to support it, you know, I wrote the book. Sure. I loved doing that. I want to write kids books for the turtle on a fence post. There's so much I want to do for it. Now I need to figure out how to prioritize all those things and delegate where to spend the money and the time and what needs to be done first. Have you ever felt like this? I've got all of these things to do. The entire planet has to be color-coded and alphabetized before I can start my next project. This is an overwhelm issue, and it happens to all of us. And on this call, I'm going to ask her to pull back, zoom out, and get clear on what in the heck we're trying to do here. Brent and I take it on right now. Okay. So couple things. First of all, if it was a conversation on priorities and what to do next, Brent would be the guy that I call. He's co-creating with us this week. So I'm sure he is revved up and ready to ask you a bunch of questions. But I want to stop. We're going to take a breath together. <sighs> okay. You're not going from empty lot to a completely running McDonald's restaurant. You're going from empty lot to lemonade stand. Okay, you do not need a click funnel and a speaker and a this and a this and a marching band and all this. You don't need all that stuff. Here's what you need. What is the very next step? I want to build an email list. I want to have an event. I want people to come to a live talk on Facebook. What is the thing you're asking people to do engaging with turtle on a fence post what do you want people to do next 
not how, what do you want them to do next? So the website teaches them a three minute story mm -hmm. that they can then use going forward in life with this evangelism movement. Okay. So the goal is for them to buy turtle items. So it causes people to ask the question so they can tell their three minute story and maybe point them to that turtle on fence post movement so the next person can buy turtle items and tell the three minute story okay there it is so getting the online store up and running so they can evangelize with permission why do you wear a turtle here's why okay brent i know i can't hold you back any longer you're gonna burst through the wall like the kool-aid man go for it what's on your mind all right uh shannon uh number one it, amazing story thanks for being willing to commit your time and energy to doing evangelism as a fellow believer i i support that i want to add one piece on the passion i want to i want to start there uh because i believe that uh and i think you'll probably ascribe to this you were created for a purpose and our passion and purpose oftentimes come together but sometimes our passion wanes because reality has a bad habit of weighing on us and so if you cling to your purpose that's married to that passion, but focus more on the purpose and the passion. That's that's my opinion. Oftentimes they go together, but sometimes uh, the passion burns out and you have to rely on the purpose. So that's number one. I want you to dial in. And that goes to kind of Pat's question. Clear away the clutter a little bit. What is the thing that you have to do? I think you're in great shape on your website, and here's why. I tell people all the time, 80% is what you need to target for. There's basically one thing in your business you need to be 100% at, and that is your key core thing or purpose. My business coaching needs to be amazing. Pat's ideas need to be amazing. Our websites, our click funnels, our online presence, just get to 80% because you hit that curve up. Getting that last 20% takes a whole ton of time and maybe not that much in the way of results. So I want you to figure of that huge list you had. I'll let you pick two because if I said one, you wouldn't listen to me. So I'll let you pick two. Pick two that need to be 100%, but everything else is, has to be okay at 80 and what you're going to find is actually there's going to be another line that you drop out that's going to be, it'll be 80% someday, but it isn't going to be in 2022. That's that's just the first thing to do. And, and don't start by worrying about getting the whole list. Start with the two and say, half of my time needs to be dedicated on making these two really amazing because they have to be close to 100%. And then two more to get to 80%. And then the website, it's at 75%. Because you're not a website company and you're, you're, your focus is on getting the, the items that people can buy, you, you hit the core of it. I need to get that three-minute deal to deliver the three-minute story so that people buy the turtles so that then they get permission to evangelize. If you look at it and you go, does that help fit that narrative? And if the answer is no, put it in the parking lot. Doesn't mean it's not great. Doesn't mean it's not special. Doesn't mean it won't help you in the future. But today, Pat and I want to get you to success faster and success is measured by many people to buy the turtles and to know how to tell that three minute story when they're asked. Those are the two things you're trying to accomplish today. Well, and I feel like the biggest problem I have is my technical incapability. So therefore I know exactly what I want. The problem is I have to pay for it in every area that I'm trying to do it. And that's what kind of binds me up is having to pay people to do things that I don't know how to do. So here's the, here's the second piece I want to get to, because we can't always, sometimes we're going to have to pay people, but, but I'm going to throw out there because you have a, um, because you have a faith-based mission, a passion-based mission and a purpose-based mission. When we helped start up the church, we had a huge, there were like a hundred people volunteering to help start this church. The two pastors were paid and then the worship leader ultimately was hired on and paid. 
everyone else we spent church was at 10 people started at six originally because it was a mobile church you had to go to the warehouse pick up the stuff pack it all into like mobile van uh, everyone's trucks take it to the site set it up tear it down repeat every sunday 100 people were willing to de dedicate a year of their time to do that you have if you your vision and mission evangelize your own goals there you can find some people who are passionate. I mean, maybe it's maybe go to the college ministries, go to IV, go to Campus Crusade and just share your vision and say, I'm looking for people who have these technical expertise. This is a ministry. Basically, will you volunteer and help me? I bet you'll get people who fall over themselves to be like, great, I'm I've been looking for ways to evangelize and I, I can't get it done. I just have to butt in for one second. When you mentioned Campus Crusade, they were integral in my getting saved. They are part of my salvation story. Which makes it even better. So now you have right. a reason. This is the group that helped me. Now I need your help so we can continue the mission so people can realize what happened to me. So let's put some very specific things on the table because it's easy when you feel overwhelmed to continue to be overwhelmed, right? You would think if you would just stop and write everything out and stop being overwhelmed, but we don't do that. We continue to be overwhelmed and everything feels so hard. So Brent said two things that need to be at 100%. Now, I don't know everything about your business, but it sounds like if the three-minute video story, that landing page is amazing, and then you have stuff people would want to buy on the retail store. If those two things are 100%, are those things uh, the fulcrum for the entire project, or is there something that we're missing? The videos are done. The part that's missing on the landing page is the button requesting their email so I can then send the other videos that aren't yet made, but that I can do with a phone. You know, it, I don't have to do the big professional videos for that. And then the the retail thing is a mess because all I had was the Amazon affiliate links and they're all doing me zero service right now. The three minute video needs to be perfect and you need to get the retail store or the retail links set to the point where you can serve people because people are wearing turtles and that gives them the permission. So those are the two core parts of the project. The 80%, the two things that you can put on there would be the second layer videos, people opting into your email list, the funnel to capture their information. All of that stuff is a nice to have, but it's not the reason why the project exists. The reason why the project exists is to share the turtle story and have mm -hmm. people start wearing turtles. The mm -hmm. other thing you could put on the 80% list using Brent's theory, which is absolutely amazing, you could start something called the Turtle Brigade and say, we're on a mission. Would you like to join it? Join the Turtle movement. Brigade or the Turtle Movement and become a volunteer. And that way you're asking people who are willing to wear turtles to serve in the faith-based mission that you're on. Those two things, because if you're saying, I have this giant limitation when it comes to expressing myself digitally... If you could find other turtles that are willing to help you, your load gets lighter. Back to Brent's story of setting up the church every Sunday. If you had a couple of turtles that were willing to help you, your journey gets a lot easier. So then in order for me to start requesting people to be part of this turtle brigade, maybe I do a short video and send it to the people that I think Get in front of people like you're, you're creating another project for you to go tackle you, you, your story, uh, the passion that you have, 
So here's here's the secret about most organizations that need speakers have this. Christian parachurch organizations are no different. They are always looking for people to come in and share a story. And you're saying, hey, look, I was converted. I'm passionate. I want to give back. I've got this ministry idea. It's a vision right now. And I'm looking for people to get on the Turtle Brigade. I think at all the campuses around the Milwaukee area that I can think of, there's usually 20, 30, 40, 50 people in the room, students. Um, you can get in front of far more people than hoping someone clicks a video. And to, by going to do the video, it's a distraction. Now I'm like, I'm worried about is the video perfect? Or what? No, I'm just going to go and share my story. The last thing I would say, Shannon, is I would recommend you to stay low tech. It is very sexy and very trendy to think, I need a click funnel. I need a satellite-guided GPS blender. I need all this stuff. No, you don't. You know what you need? You need a good 20-minute talk and a phone and a web browser. Start calling people. Start talking to people. And similar to what we talked about with Bev, it's kind of the same thing. Bev is out creating content inspiring people, but wasn't going the last step of telling them how they could interact with her. If you go out and give 20 minute talks and say, uh, are you inspired by what I talked about? Do you want to help me? The turtle brigade is forming. Here's how you interact, right? Now you've got the next step of people to come on your journey with you. So if you were to do that, then you can start adding more people to your team. So you're not doing it all alone. And you can start getting this momentum, not only for retail sales and expanding the mission, you're now not doing it all by yourself, which is what it's all about. So don't get overwhelmed by technology. It's so easy when we do what we do as an entrepreneur to think, I need to have all this stuff because some random person I've never met on LinkedIn says I have to. No, you need a great talk and you need a phone and you need a mission and you've got all that stuff. So take a deep breath and I think you're going to be fine. I have a hard time believing that I don't need the click funnel part. And I might be using a bigger word than what I need to use. But with that three minute video, mm -hmm. it asks them to send me their email so I can send them the additional videos that tell them how to talk to the snapping turtle, how to talk to the pulled in the shell turtle, how to, how to talk to the colorful painted turtle. So I have to have something that captures their email so I can send them that stuff. And then I was going to use it to drip on them to remind them to do the turtle evangelizing. And, you know, remember, there is turtle products here, you know, when they come across other people. But I will challenge you on that. Go back to the moment where you were saved. Go back mm -hmm. to that powerful conversion where the light went on and you thought, oh, my life just changed. Did that happen because of an email drip campaign? Or was that a flash of insight and a changing of your life and you were now on fire to go sell and go tell people about what happened to you? Drip funnels and campaigns, all that stuff is great, but those aren't the people you're talking to. You're talking to someone whose life changed like yours, who are going to be on fire, beating down your door, wanting to come on your journey. Those are the people you're trying to talk to. You're not out there selling socks. You're out there changing lives. So open your doors, tell them how they can interact with you and give me your email address could be a simple mail to link. They click the link and an email opens and they can send you their information. You don't have to make this high tech. You just have to make it easy. Easy is good. Easy is great, <laughs> right? Because when it's easy, it'll get done, right, Brent? How often do we overcomplicate our lives? 
Always. We yeah. always overcome. And, and I'll tell you, Shannon, it's, it's called emotional entanglement. It's the reason you have all these amazing ideas and now you've tied some of your, your energy and your passion to it. It's like, now they have to happen or my passion isn't real. And what we're mm -hmm. doing is like, just take the first, the next right step. And I'm going to throw in a biblical example. I mean, you go on a Gideon journey. You know, he started with 30,000 people. By the time he's done, he has 300 because God says, you don't win the battle. I win the battle. Right. And that's 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 what you're doing right now. And so keep keep on that walk of faith. Trust the simplicity and, and allow everyone in that group may show up and they may make better click funnels than we could ever hire. But allow that to show up organically because people who will get the vision, they will buy in. They'll want to be part of the team and they'll bring their gifts, expertise and talents to the show. And it'll be more amazing than you can ever imagine. We'll put the links inside the show notes. Just remember to take a breath, do what you can do. Don't overcomplicate it and you'll get where you need to be. Shannon Bose, thanks for coming on the show. Great to see you. Thank you. All right, let me check up 135 degrees. Time to pull it off the grill. That wraps up this episode of the Pat Miller Show. Thank you. Like really, thank you for tuning in and helping this project get off the ground. This is like the early days, right? Someday we're going to be doing this show coast to coast, helping entrepreneurs by the thousands. But right now, it's you and me, and we're spreading the word, trying to help people build their business. So a heartfelt thank you for tuning in. And a question, are you ready to come on yet? Come on, me and my collaborators, we're ready to help build your business. Reserve your time at patmillershow.com. That's where you can share your big idea, and we can start collaborating to help you grow. I'm your host, Pat Miller, The Idea Coach, here to help you build your small business dream. Remember, it's your dream. Don't grow it alone. We had a fascinating interview earlier in the show with Bev Ehrlich, who called in from Israel. She's a relationship coach. How do you become a relationship coach, Bev? <laughs> so I've had incredible teachers and mentors in my life, including my own relationship. I always tell my clients, I'm not the expert. I'm a fellow traveler. I live in relationship and a relationship isn't just something out there. It's minute to minute. You know, I feel you feeling me, says Thomas Hubel. Um, so part of my own education has come from my own relationship, my own struggles. I have a husband who suffered from depression and um, we had to work through that. And then, as I said, we were blessed with amazing people who came along the way and helped us. I had already taken my journey into coaching. But then this calling just as, as we were able to turn our relationship around. I could see that, wow, there's powerful work to be done out there. And I continue my journey of, of studying as well, as well as being able to give. And as I say, it's something my husband and I walk the talk. You know, we, we also get involved in what needs to be tweaked, what's going on here. So how can it be for more, full, more full of respect rather than anger, abuse? For your clients that are considering it. Do they realize how much better their relationship could be? Or do they just get to a point of this is just how we are and it's not going to get any better? How do they make that decision to be so vulnerable 
to start a relationship with a relationship coach because it sounds very intimidating and something I would only do if I was in crisis. Do you see what I mean? Like, how does someone realize how much better life could be with a relationship coach? It's such a beautiful question. And, and I'm, I'm sure I'm answering a question for a lot of people. It's a great question because so many people feel this is the relationship I have. Nothing will ever change. But we are in the driver's seat. In fact, I always tell my clients, you are in the driver's seat. You get to decide about the relationship that you want. But it takes work. It's not like somebody else can do the work for you. You have to invest time and effort and practice in learning skills. We aren't born with these skills and nobody teaches us. Pia Melody says it so beautifully. We're just a conglomeration of children in, in grown-up clothes. We see when we're children what adults are supposed to be through movies, through our parents, through teachers. And we cobble that together and we look like adults, but we're children in adult clothing. And this takes skill. It takes effort. And oh boy, it's so worthwhile. Because our partners are so often there to teach us lessons we haven't learned and complete conversations we haven't completed with our parents. I love that description of where we are as adults and the fact that we're children in grown-up clothing. When someone talks about alcohol counseling, they say something along the lines of, if you think you might have a problem, you probably have a problem. Mm -hmm. In relationship coaching, what are some of the alarm bells that would go off that make someone say, boy, I might want to see somebody. Like, what are they thinking when they pick up the phone or they contact you through your website that might lead them to realize, oh my goodness, I need help? It's not always about fixing. It's not that they need something fixed, but there's a longing. There's a deep longing for more, for change, for I can't do this anymore. And that beautiful vulnerability of saying, can you help me? We are wired for connection. As I've said to so many people, we can't do this with a self-help book. We need each other to co-regulate. You know, if I want to talk to you and we two trains going along a track, we need to be at the same pace so that when we put the window down, we can talk to each other. But if one's running at a different speed to the other, we'll never get to connect. And the relationship coach is all about finding that person where you feel safe, and you can be open and vulnerable because then you can emerge. Then you can become who you are supposed to become. Today is a great day because we met. I think you're fascinating. I absolutely love talking to you today. Like I say, we'll put all the links inside the show notes. Bev Ehrlich, thank you so much for coming on. It's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you, Pat. Lovely to meet you. Earlier, we talked with Shannon Bowes, and she shared her turtle on a fence post story which is basically a parable. Is that what you'd call it? Like just basically a story that explains something? Is that like, give us just the 10 second story of what this thing is all about. The pastor had done a sermon about how Christians are supposed to look for the turtle on a fence post. And um, the the examples that he gave were so amazing. It was life-changing. I took my cross off. I started wearing turtles. People comment on my turtles. Now I get to have a whole evangelism moment with them and uh, sometimes full-on salvation conversations and the whole works and it was it's been so successful for me for the last 20 years that i want to share and help other people learn how to do the same i love that and what happens when you start talking with people about your story and they get it they they see the story it turns them on 
How do they react after hearing the story and getting engaged? Well, and that's the whole point of evangelizing with permission. They comment on my turtle. And then I say, you know, I'm in love with turtles ever since I heard about a turtle on a fence post. Then they ask me what a turtle on a fence post story is. So now when I tell them that three minute story, nobody's mad. They commented, they asked, they got what they asked for, you know? And, but then my next goal is to just hold the space and be silent and let them think about which turtle they are. And then, you know, seconds go by and then they'll say, well, I'm not, I'm not really into all that bad stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I ask them why, and I be quiet again. And, you know, God does the work. It's not us. That's the whole beauty of this. This whole thing is that God does the work. We have a three minute story that we tell. That's it. You're so clear on what you're doing. Yet when we talked to you earlier, you were so overwhelmed with all the businessy stuff. After talking with us a little bit, does the clarity shine through a little bit? Do you feel a little bit like relieved that all of these details don't need to bury you? That and what Brent said about the emotional entanglement is right on because I have the vision of what I want it to look like. And there's all these things that are part of that vision. And because I'm tied to all of them until they're all working and functioning, I feel like it's not done and it's not working yet. But it is ultimately working. The website is live. You know, the three-minute story is out there. Now it's just a matter of doing these last, you know, two steps. Who is the right person that needs to hear this story? Who are you trying to reach? For the story for today, my Turtle Brigade people, for sure. Anybody that feels like they could help me with getting the product set up. I've never worked with Alibaba. I've only heard about it or print on demand, the graphic people that can help me get the graphics done so I can do the print on demand. Any of the volunteer people that feel like, hey, I'm all for evangelism and mm-hmm. and I'd rather do it in the background than do it myself. Hey, come on, I'll do it. <laughs> you know, I'll do the face-to-face stuff. You can do it in the background, you yeah. know. Early in this episode, I talked about how uh, faith-based uh, volunteerism or causes or nonprofits or small business, no matter what the purpose is of your activity, there are businessy kind of things that have to get layered in. So it was really enjoyable to me to have this conversation today because it kind of shows how best practices can apply to more than just selling stuff. So I really appreciated your time today. It was fun to talk with you. I wish you a lot of luck. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. All right. Guests on the Pat Miller Show have agreed prior to appearing that they are receiving consultation and advice that they may or may not use at their own risk. No part of this show should replace accounting, tax, or legal advice.